Well, good evening, Family Church Haven. How are you doing? It's good to see you this evening. Welcome to Sunday Night Local. I hope that you've had a fantastic Sunday, whatever you've been doing, and uh, pray that this morning ministered to you as well. So tonight we're going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But just as people um, start to tune in and um, join us for this broadcast, let me just use this opportunity. I like when I've got a chance um, to speak into your homes, just to plug a couple of things as we wait for people to jump on board this stream. So the first one is just to very quickly mention again, Stronger, that's taking place this coming Wednesday, and we're excited about that. And if you haven't yet registered, we are nearing capacity. So please register um, sooner rather than later so that you don't miss out on that opportunity to gather under the corporate anointing at the Empower Centre haven't. Um, and also just to continue to remind you about the relaunch and the regathering that is happening uh, from the 10th of January next year. And we're excited about gathering together the first section of our church, which is going to be uh, primary age school children. We're going to start with kids church and then look to build upon that. And hopefully it won't be too long before we're adding different kids church groups, younger and older, and also having the adults back there together. And we just can't wait to be gathering physically together. Um, again, doing it all within the government guidelines, making sure everybody is safe but moving towards um, a bit more normality in how we do church and how we um, just celebrate God's goodness together. Well, tonight we're going to do something a little bit different, as I mentioned a moment ago, for Sunday Night Local. Last week, if you joined us, and if you missed out last week, then it's available uh, if you go to the YouTube um, channel that you're watching this on tonight, FC Space Live, and you can catch up on all the other Sunday Night Locals. We did a series on faith, we did a series on the fruit of the Spirit, and you can catch up with all of those. But last Sunday, I began to speak about the providence of God. You may remember this. If you didn't watch it, then as I said, you can catch up. But I began to talk about the providence of God, which is God providing for what we have need of. And we explored a number of things that God provides for us materialistically. He provides for us health and peace and purpose. Of course, he provided Jesus is the ultimate provision for our salvation. In Romans chapter 8, remember we looked at those verses together that said, if he didn't spare his own son, if he gave us Jesus Christ as the salvation that we needed, then why would he withhold any good thing from us? And we began to explore those verses together. Remember, we looked at uh, the account in Genesis chapter 22, it was, where Abraham um, has this moment where he is with his son and they're about to sacrifice, uh, make a sacrifice before God. And Isaac begins to understand that something strange is going on. He says, we've got the, we've got the wood, we've got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham looks at him and says, the Lord will provide. And later on, sure enough, God does provide a ram in the thicket. And so he names that place, the Lord will provide. That's verse 14 of Genesis chapter two, 22, sorry, which means this, Jehovah Jireh. That's where we get that phrase, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And so last week we spoke a lot about that. Why were we speaking about that? Why are we continuing to speak about it this evening? Because as I said last week, maybe at the end of this somewhat crazy year, you're heading into January in a place where 2020 has left you maybe 
with anxieties, concerns, fears about where you're at right now or maybe what the future is going to look like for you as an individual, for you as a family, for you as a household, whatever that may look like. And so tonight, as we spoke on provision last week, I want some people from our church community, Family Church Heaven, just to share briefly on their experience of the providence of God in their life. And you're going to hear people talk about provision in terms of employment, provision in terms of peace, provision in terms of of health, a number of different things of how God has provided for them. And I pray that this stirs you in your faith. You know, Psalm 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Now, of course, that's talking about the moment of salvation and us telling about how God has redeemed us. But it also carries over to this thought that those who are redeemed by God should be telling their story of how he is good to them, of how he provides them, of how he is their strength on an ongoing basis. There is power in testimony. I'm sure that you would agree. So grab your coffee, your tea, whatever it is. And let's listen to these testimonies of how God has provided for everyday people in everyday ways. Hey, I wanted to share with you a time when I experienced the provision of the Lord. And if I'm being honest, I really took ages deciding what to share because there have been so many times when the Lord has provided for me. But I really felt to share on... Um, a particular time when I experienced the provision of the Lord with his peace and so it was a couple years back I was in college there was a lot going on in my personal life and I suddenly had this shift where I just wasn't doing so well in class anymore I had gone from getting really good grades to failing in every single class and it got to the point where the teachers would speak to me and they would say like Chloe like we don't think you're gonna pass like finals are coming up at best you might just scrape through but at this point we don't think that you're gonna get what you originally set out to get and I became so riddled with anxiety and fear and just so many worries would just fly around my head and I was just like god what's going on why can't I get the grades that I want I'm still working hard and just kept speaking to him and being like god like what's the deal here and I just remember the Lord saying to me at that time and um, I just come back from the Philippines actually a few months before that on a missions trip and I had just felt the Lord just remind me like Chloe like remember what life is about like what you saw when you were out there like life isn't about grades or getting to uni it's about carrying my heart to the people it's about seeing people restored and set free and healed so that they can walk in the calling that I have given to them and I was like wow God that's so true and I just had this complete shift of focus from this place where I was just so focused on myself and you know my future my grades but then God was just showing me the bigger picture and being like wow like this is this this is my kingdom like this is this is the bigger picture this is what life is all about and I was like wow God that's so true and just one of the verses that I was reading so much of that time was in Psalm 56 verse 9 and it says the very moment I call to you for a father's help the tide of the battle turns and my enemies flee this one thing I know that God is on my side that's from the Passion Translation and I just love that because especially at that time when I was like, God, there's so many things that I don't know right now. But the one thing I know is that you are on my side. And so whatever's going on with my grades, God, you are on my side. And I know that when I call to you for help, the tide of the battle turns. And so 
one thing that just really helped me was just hearing from the Lord and just um, letting him encourage my heart. And one thing I would say, if you um, struggle to hear from God or sometimes if you're not quite sure, that oh, is that God? Um, I just encourage you just to open up your Bible, continue to read it and um, like get a verse, get a scripture that is going to be um, exactly for your situation. So even if you type into Google something like, I don't know, scriptures about peace, scriptures about joy and just see whichever one stands out to you and continue to declare that and repeat that until your heart believes it. Because the word of God has a higher authority than fear. And so this fear and anxiety that we get when we're um maybe in the season of waiting, waiting to experience the provision of the Lord sometimes, um, that um, the fear that we have then has to flee, like it has to go, the word of God has a high authority and um, just one other thing I would suggest is um, asking the Lord, being like, God, send me a sign of your favour, um, send me a sign that it's going to be okay, because um, it actually says in the book of Psalms, there's a verse that says, send me a sign of your favour, Lord, and I actually did this on the day of my first exam, I was in the park, just um you know, chatting to God and a few fears were coming up and I was just like, God, send me a sign of your favour and it was the sunniest day but then all of a sudden it just started to pour it down with rain and a lot of the time in the Bible rain is actually used to symbolise a sign of God's blessing or God's favour and I really just felt the Lord say to me like, Chloe, like this is a sign of my blessing, this is a sign that it's going to be okay, that I've got this and um, just to go back to that story, I, I did end up getting the grades I wanted but even more than that, God taught me how to rely on him and how to cling to him, even um, in the midst of all that fear and anxiety. So yeah, the two things I would encourage you to do is just make sure that you get a promise from the Lord and you cling to it. And the other thing is ask God to um, send you a sign, be like, God, send me a sign of your favour, show me that you have got it all figured out. Hello, my name's Stuart. Um, Steve, the pastor um, uh, in the family church, in Lee Park, um, has asked me to to share a bit of my life, a bit of my testimony of how God's um, provided for me. Um, probably the biggest thing that God's done for me is when I was 11 years old, I, I had leukaemia um, and the doctors basically gave me a day to live. They said that I wasn't going to make it, that I wasn't going to survive. Um, and my mum, at the time, she phoned the church um, and she asked the leaders to come and pray. And they came and prayed for me in the hospital. They anointed me with oil. Um, as the Bible says in, in James, it says to call the leaders of the church if you're sick and get them to come and pray for you. And, that, and that's what they did. And I know there was people praying for me all over the world, people in the church, my family. Um, and they came and prayed for me in the hospital and I got healed. Um, I had double pneumonia, I had shingles. Um, my blood kept breaking down to water. And I woke up the next day and I was healed. I was, you know, God gave me life. And for me, that is the greatest, um, that is the greatest thing that God can give us, you know, that we can, we can be alive. Um, and then eight years later, my father got, had leukaemia. He had, well, he had lymphoma and I was able to give him back the, the bone marrow because I'd had a bone marrow transplant from my dad so you know for me that is probably the the greatest provision for me in my life it was pretty life-changing um and obviously that was I'm 52 years old now so that's uh, 41 years ago 
so you know for the, that obviously it hasn't always been um, plain sailing life life's not always easy um, but you know for me another um, what I really felt to share was when I was um, I really got saved when I was about 24 um, I was sitting in, Christmas, in church one Christmas day and um, my whole life just flashed in front of me, you know, and I just saw how how bad um, I was, you know, um, compared to God. And I just felt God's love and, and God's grace that he still loved me even through that. And for me, I think for me, that is the biggest miracle. That is the biggest provision that God's ever done for me out of everything that he saved me, you know, and that he, he showed me that he loved me even though I wasn't a very good person, I wasn't a very nice person at the time. Um, and for me that's always, I've always stood on that scripture that the Bible says that God's grace is sufficient and, and I always, I believe that God's grace is sufficient for everything, sufficient, not efficient, sufficient for everything that we're going through. Um, and I, I also felt to share in, in 1997, um, I don't know if you can see that, but I wrote a whole list. I really felt that I should give up lots of things, just give them to God. Um, and I wrote a home, a house, children, marriage, possessions, money, um, preaching, evangelism, a car, career, trumpet. Because I used to play the trumpet, well, I still play the trumpet again. But I really felt to, to give all these things to God. So I literally put them on bits of paper and, and burnt them all. And, you know, since then, God's given me a lot of these things back. He's given me a wonderful wife. He's given me two children. Um, I've got a home. I've got a house that I live in. And, you know, life hasn't always been easy. Um, I've had a few other issues uh, medically. But through it all, I know that God's grace, God's grace has always been sufficient for me, for everything. And, and God always um, provides what we need. Even through lockdown, through the lockdown, we had someone who was who was paying um, for our shopping. People were giving us money, and during this second lockdown, I mean, I work as an electrician. I've got loads of work. I've got a really um, big job on. So you know, God, God wants to provide for us, and God does provide because He loves us, and His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient to save us and to provide for us. Um, it's a privilege to share my experience of God's providence. Um, I have loads of experience, but one that's really astounding in my head and has kept me going is when I applied for my EBA job, a banking job back in Nigeria. Um, I was privileged to be among the top three in my class back then in the university because I studied banking and finance. And at a point in time, I think the knowledge got into my head. I felt so... I was top class, I knew what it took to hit any sweep an examiner off or interviewer off their feet and what have you. And you know at that point in time, when you rely so much on your strength, that's when God tells you, Oh, I am the one that gives strength. So on the fateful day of the interview, I was asked the simplest of questions, differentiate between a profit and loss account and a balance sheet <laughs> and to my amazement I went blank I, I think the definition I gave was 
that's of a trading account and a profit and loss account. I actually forgot the definition of a balance sheet. I came out from the interview hall downcasted. I was actually down, like I knew I'd lost a job in my head. So on my way home, my dad called me home. No matter how did the interview go, asking me. Uh, so I told him uh, I needed two people. It was a panel of three. I needed two people to say yes for me to move on. Um, and one I said yes. So I'm just waiting for one more person to say yes. But it's, it's looking kind of dicey. So and it was a Wednesday, and usually we have Wednesday services back home in Nigeria, midweek services every Wednesday. So he said he's standing, I remember his word, he said he's standing on the altar of the Lord and all three will say yes. Wow. In my head I was like, if only this man knew what I just passed through in the interview on high phone booth. <laughs> he will join me and be praying for one more person. And here he's going 100% all three. Okay? He said amen. Even though my feet my feet knew what had happened, but I said amen. So after like 15 minutes, because the HR was my friend, so I just called the HR like, oh, let me know my feet, what's happening? And she said, all three said yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, God is faithful. Like, God is really faithful. So um, at that point in time, the first that came to my mind was first Samuel tonight. The B part of it that says by strength and amount prevail. Um, I knew at that point in time it was not me, honestly, because if it was by what I did that I was judged, I, I, I'm not really sure one person should have said yes. But when God shows up for you, you know what He says in His word that the heart of the king is in His palm and He turns it to whichever direction that pleases you. So I think that's what happened at that case. He, he just proved to me. At that moment, that my son is not of him that will it, not him that will it, but so the Lord has showed mercy. And since then, I ran with that word. Because daily, all I just want to know is God directs me, show me the path to go. Even if I know it's ABCD, tell me it's ABCD. Like, reveal it to me. I don't want to go with my knowledge. I want to go with the knowledge of you, knowing that you're in charge. And I think that's what breaks the chain. And if we can have this mentality, I don't know who this message is for, but if we can have this mentality, trust me, we'll go places who will depopulate the kingdom of heaven of hell and populate the kingdom of heaven. Or would would be outstanding whatever we do. Um I know God is faithful, God's gonna do great and mighty things through us. And this is just the beginning. Coronavirus will not be able to hold us. I can't wait to see us all in church. God bless you. Hi, Heaven. It's Lucy Williams. Um, Pastor Steve asked me just to record um, something of, of when I've experienced the providence of God. And, and there's just so many, so many um, things that I could say. Um, please do excuse the rain. It's my lunch hour and I just thought I'd get something down while I could. Um, and it's it's not just the, the big things that we find God, it's the little things, it's the everyday things when life happens and, and when, we, um, when we experience God's goodness and his providence for us. And I can remember a time when um, 
uh, my grandmother, who um, she had had a fall and uh, she was in hospital. And at the time, my my father was abroad, and uh, other people in my family weren't available at the time. So I'd taken her to hospital when it was late at night. There was nobody around, and I was breaking my heart because somebody that I loved was in so much pain and broken and I couldn't do anything about it and I can remember crying out to God like where are you help me and um, the doctor on the ward I don't know if anybody remembers Pascal he was the international pastor at the time and his fiance was the doctor on rotation and not only that, the sister on the ward was Ray Mills. Ray and Sarah Mills, it was his mum, um, was on the ward at the time. And oh, just how I, I, I thanked the doctor afterwards. And I just I just said, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful. You're such an answer to prayer. And then we were in the corridor and she said, you know what, you're an answer to my prayer because She'd found that rotation particularly difficult and wondered what she was doing there, but just just the peace of God. The situation um, didn't go away, but being able to deal with, with um, what was happening at the time um, was easier. And I am so thankful. I'm so thankful to God. I'm so thankful um, for the family that he's put, us, put around us and for his provision in so many ways every day. And I don't know what to do without him. So thanks, guys, and see you soon. God bless. A massive thank you for those who took the time to share their testimonies. Weren't they great stories of God's provision in their lives? And I pray that as you've watched that this evening, your heart has been stirred in the direction of faith and not fear. I pray that that stilled something, that as you switched on the telly this evening, if you um, began to watch this with anxiety in your heart and you opened up the laptop and you switched on the television to watch Sunday Night Local, but all this week you've been carrying anxiety and concerns and worries and fears, I pray that those testimonies of God's goodness in those people's lives would have stilled any anxiety within you. You know, Jesus said this, take heart. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Solomon in the, all his wisdom said, above all else, guard your heart because everything of life flows from it. And so I want to encourage you tonight, just as I end this evening by praying for you, to step into a new week guarding your heart protecting your heart. If there's anxieties or fears or worries about how you're going to be in lack coming your way, come on, protect your heart with the word of God. Get yourself around some people who will pray with you. Get around some people who will encourage you and send you verses, whatever it might be, to stir your faith. Take those testimonies that were shared tonight and say, God, as you did it for them, you're going to do it for me too. Come on, let's believe together for supernatural provision among the people of Family Church Haven. Let's believe for God's favour to be so evident upon the people of God in this season. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for God's favour, for God's provision, but your responsibility as a result of this and this teaching over the last two weeks is to say, God, I'm going to take responsibility for my heart. I'm going to make sure that I've got good stuff coming in and I'm not going to let anxiety rule the day in my heart. Father, Father, we just thank you for your goodness. 
Father, we thank you for those stories that were shared this evening. That as those people took that psalm and said, yes, I'm as a redeemed person going to tell my story. As they told their story of your favour and your goodness and your provision, I pray that every single person watching was stirred to believe in you, was stirred to trust more in you. Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a God who provides. And so right now, Father, I pray for supernatural provision. Father, I thank you that your peace will replace storms and fears that are surrounding people's lives right now. Father, I thank you that they will cast their anxieties upon you as we spoke of last week. Father, I thank you for natural provision, for provision of food on plates, for provision of of employment, for provision of finance, that no one will experience lack in Family Church Heaven. Father, I thank you for a provision of joy, that joy would overflow from their lives. Father, I thank you that you are a good God who provides good things. And we come back to that thought again, Heavenly Father, that you didn't spare your son. You gave your son willingly and he willingly went to the cross for us. Father, we thank you that we have this confidence, this assurance that you will not let us down. You are our shepherd. You lead us into all things that are good for us. And tomorrow morning when we wake up, We know that in that day, as we start a new week, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of this week and all the days of our life. In your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that tonight as we did something a little bit different. Again, massive thank you for those who shared their story. And let's go into this week believing for God's provision in supernatural ways. Hey, I'm believing for miracles this week. I'm believing for supernatural provision. So when that happens, make sure you email us your story at haven'tfamily.church so that we can celebrate with you. God bless and have a great week.